right, so welcome to our class about Simcha, about happiness. Obviously, it's a very, very important class, especially now that everyone is getting ready for Pesach. And Pesach is one of the uh, three festivals that we have to be happy. And the question is, how do we uh, find strength to have real simcha and real happiness, especially in the situation everyone's going in, going through? You have family, you have friends that aren't well, maybe you yourself are not feeling well, loneliness, you're at home yourself, thinking about Pesach, you're going to be home by yourself. So obviously, this is a, a very, very important topic and discussion. So I want to begin by saying this class tonight is dedicated to all those that need a refuah shleima. We know that studying Torah brings tremendous healing to the world. So we're dedicating this class to all those that need a refuah shleima, and specifically um, a friend of the family. His name is Chaim Yosef Yitzchak Ben Simalea. He should have a refuah shleima bekarayv, and his family should only know happiness and great things. So refuah shleima again for Chaim Yosef Yitzchak Ben Simalea. So we're going to be talking about the idea of Simcha and why Simcha is so important and obviously how could we attain Simcha even in these challenging times. So the, um, we know that the, one of the classical works in mysticism on this topic is from the first Chabad Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe in Tanya, in chapter 26. And the Alter over there says clearly that we are in a war. Every single day, every single moment, we are in a war with our animal soul. That means we all have a godly soul. The godly soul wants to be connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, connected to God. But we also have the animal soul that wants to pull us down and wants us to connect it to, obviously, the world of Klipot. Not necessarily such great places. So the goal of the godly soul is that we should be connected to God. The goal of the animal soul is that we should be connected to the animalistic pursuits. So it's a real war real war that we confront every single day, every single hour, every single moment. And the Atrubah says that he, in order to be successful in a war, the only way to be successful is when you are in a state of Simcha. If Chas Shalom, God forbid, you're lacking Simcha, you're lacking joy, you're lacking happiness, you will not succeed in that war. So therefore, besides the fact that Simcha is a commandment in the Torah, but practically, the Alter says, you need it. You need it to be able to overcome the Yetzirah from within and from without. And how much more so in times like this, when Simcha will allow us to go through what we have to go through. And matter of fact, there's many articles today that say that with everything that people are going through, all medical uh, research says that someone that has a Simcha attitude, a happy attitude, will have the strength to overcome what they are going through much easier, much better, and much more successful. So here in this chapter, the Alterba says that since Simcha is extremely important, so the author realizes that there are times that unfortunately we're going to be dealing with a situation where we're not going to have the Simcha, and the reason we're not going to have the Simcha is unfortunately because we're going to have real real needs, not wants, but real needs that we have, and unfortunately those needs, we're not going to have those needs. So when you have a need that you want, and a need that you need, and the author gives an example, specifically, if somebody's lacking, they can't have children, 
or for example health issues which that's really the issue today or someone can provide a food for their family uh, the uh, three bana chayim in hebrew there it's called so that's real concerns children health food sustenance you can't pay the rent the mortgage so how are you supposed to have happiness and what happens is it's not just a physical unhappiness, but it literally makes your heart very, very heavy. So the Atrabah says that even in those situations, Atrabah is saying clearly, you still have to be the simcha, you have to be happy. And the question is, how could you be happy? And the Atrabah says very, very clearly, because you have to realize that everything that we're going through, or anything and everything that we're going through, everything comes from Hashem. And since everything comes from Hashem, and we know Hashem is good, so we have to have a mindset, a mindset that gam zu that whatever we're going through, knows even in the lack, even when we're lacking issues with our children, whether we don't have children, we have children we're having aggravation with them, or health issues, our own health issues, a good friend, a family's health issues, or if we're lacking food and sustenance, we have to realize gamzu latoiva. This is also for the good. So here comes the big question, because the author is saying that gamzu latoiva. This means for the good. And obviously on this, there's, there's many, many discussions and, and, and uh, people trying to comprehend Kabbalists. What is the author saying? Gamzula Toivo. So there's many, many different levels of understanding of it. I'm going to take one of the levels of understanding, which basically it's what the Rebbe explains on the idea of Gamzula Tova. And the Rebbe says like this. The Rebbe says that if you look in the Talmud, um, when, um, when you look at situations when people are going through struggles, so you find there's two expressions in the Talmud that's used. There's one expression in the Talmud that's used that says, Kol the Ovid Rachmana letav Ovid. Whatever Hashem does, He does for the good. Now it's interesting, if you notice the way I pronounced it, Kol the Ovid Rachmana letav Ovid, it's not Lashonar Kodesh, it's sure not English or Spanish, or uh, Chinese, any other language, but it's actually in Aramaic. So that's an expression in the Talmud that says, call the Avrachman al it's an Aramaic expression. And it's important to note that, and I'll explain to you soon why. There's another expression in the Talmud that says, and this actually is in Lashna Kodesh, and the expression in the Talmud is, Gam Zu Litoivo. This is also for the good. So you have two expressions. Called the Ovid Rachman which is in Aramaic. And then you have the other expression that Gamzula Toivo, which is basically in Lashna Kodesh in the special holy tongue. Um, and the question is, why two expressions? And what is the difference between the two expressions? So the Rebbe explains it based on two famous stories in the Talmud. You might know the stories, but we're going to talk about, we're going to go over the stories in depth so you'll, you'll be refreshed with the story. And we're going to talk about the difference in the stories and who is the the, the rabbi that the story happened with and why he uses that expression. So the first story we're going to, we're going to deal with is the story with Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was traveling and in those days when you traveled, you traveled with a candle because it's not like today you come in, you put the, uh, put the lights on, there was no lights. So if you needed light, you needed a candle. So he traveled with a candle, so he should be able to read Torah at night. He also traveled with a donkey, 
so that a donkey can schlep all those things. He doesn't have to be the schlepper and get knocked out from every trip, but he had a donkey that carried all the stuff. And the third thing he had was a rooster. So that we know when you go to sleep at night, if you don't have an alarm clock, how are you getting up? So the rooster would wake him up in the morning. So he'd be able to pray in the morning or pray in the middle of the night. So that was his alarm clock. He traveled. He comes to this town. And uh, he comes. He's looking for lodging. Nope. Nobody wants to accept him. Nobody wants to accept him. It's getting late at night. He has nowhere to go. So if nobody wants to host him, what do you do? You leave the town. And it's not like the next town is two minutes away. He ended up in the forest. And Nebuch, he had to go to sleep in the forest. He's ready to go to sleep, but the uh, rabbi doesn't go to sleep for Surah Akiva. So he sits down, he starts learning. Takes his candle, he lights his candle, he starts learning. A wind comes, blows out his candle. All right, he blows out his candle, so he goes to sleep. He goes to sleep, a lion comes and eats up, devours his donkey. And then, what does he have left? Nebuch's rooster, and a cat comes and eats the rooster. So think about this. Rabbi Akiva's traveling, they don't, nobody wants to host him. That's pretty, not such a great idea. He goes into the forest to sleep in the forest, and he has his candle, he's going to learn Torah, the candle gets blown out. He has his donkey to schlep all his stuff, a, a, a lion comes and devours it, no more donkey. And then, his rooster, the cat comes and eats it, he's left with nothing. So what's Rabbi Akiva's attitude? Rekiva's attitude, he says, and this is the quote, Rekiva says, Call the Ovid Rahman Olatavabit. The truth is, yes, it's upsetting. No one wanted to give me a place to sleep. And I lost my candle, and I lost my donkey, and I lost my rooster, and I have nothing, which is not great. But he said, Call the Ovid Rahman Olatab Ovid, whatever Hashem does is for the good. That is one story. And that's the source of the expression called the Avod Rahman al-Tavavit. Then there's a second story in the Talmud. The second story is what? With Rabbi Akiva. With, 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 no, that was the first story. The second story is with, with Nachum Ish Gamzu. What was the story with Nachum Ish Gamzu? So his name was Nachum. Now why was he called Ish Gamzu? Because he was a man that was known that any time anything happened, he had one line, a one-liner, three words. Gam, Zu Latoiva. This is also for the good. That means if something great happened, for example, he wins the lottery, Gamzu Latoiva. Nebuch, he lost something, Gamzu Latoiva. Right, left, middle, up, down, whatever happened, he had one line, and his line was Gamzu Latoiva. Anything that happened. So there's a story they once needed to send a gift to uh, the uh, king at that time. So they came to Nachamish Gamzu. They said, listen, you're such a holy man, and we want to find favor in the king's eyes. We're giving you a treasure chest full of money, and you'll travel, you'll bring it to the king. So he says, sure, with pleasure. Gamzu Latoiva. He travels. In his travels, he went to sleep at night. He gets up in the morning, and he picks up the treasure chest, and he opens up inside, even though it weighed more or less the same, and he gives a look, oh my gosh. The treasure chest that was full with coins, uh, precious coins, earth, sand. What do I do? Do I not go on my journey? I not go, but on the other hand, I was sent with a mission. So he responded and he said, Gam zu with a smile. 
Today, maybe you'd put a guy like that in a mental institution. But he said, no, and he goes with the same enthusiasm as if he was carrying a treasure chest with gold coins, and inside he knew it was sand, and he goes to the king, comes to the king, says, on behalf of our community, we're so grateful for all the wonderful things you do for us, and he makes this fiery speech as if he's giving the king the most greatest present, and he hands him the treasure chest. The king opens the treasure chest and gives him a look inside. Sand? I mean, hello, are you literally here to embarrass me? So they were going to do what you do to somebody who rebels against the king. They were going to kill him on the spot. Nachamish Gamzu doesn't phase. He says, Gamzu, I'll tell you about this is also for the good. So we know Hashem takes care of everybody and everything. Hashem runs the world. So Hashem sent Elijah the prophet to dress up as one of the officers. And Elijah the prophet says to the king, King, this is a holy man. You think he's bringing you sand, garbage? Do you remember stories in the Bible? Abraham, when he used to fight against the kings, how did he fight them? He didn't have ammunition. He didn't have tanks. He didn't have guns. He was a holy man. He had a book of Psalms. What did he have? But he would pick up literally sand from the floor and he would throw it at the enemy and it would turn into these weapons that were like so powerful and wipe out the whole enemy. This is probably that holy sand. That's what the Elijah the prophet who's dressed up like a, a, one of his officers. He says, okay, great. Sure enough, as the Rebbe says, you know, there's never a lack of wars. A short while later, there was a little war. And they sent out the treasure chest with the, with the, with the earth inside. And they used it as ammunition. Look how much faith they had. They used it as ammunition. And guess what? They were successful in the war. They were so successful, and they actually were so appreciative, and they gave them tremendous gifts, and they, a lot of blessings for the community that sent the gift. Why? Because Nachamish Gamzu said, Gamzu So the Rebbe says, here you see something very interesting in the two different stories. In the first story, Rabbi Akiva, he suffered a loss. What does that mean? They didn't let him, they didn't let him in, the, in the town. He lost his donkey. He lost his, uh, his rooster. He lost his candle. He lost it all. And it was a real loss. On paper, it was a loss. Or in reality, it was a loss. What did he say? Hashem does it all. Everything Hashem does is for the good. Nachamish Gansal, there was no loss. What was the loss? On the contrary, the Rebbe says, because if you bring a king some, some uh, treasures, king has much more. He doesn't need it. When you bring in a unique ammunition, it's like you bring in the cure for the, for the virus. Whoa, you know what kind of reward you're going to get? So that's the type of gift he brought to the king, and that's why he got such a tremendous gift. So the Rebbe says something very interesting. The Nachamish Gamzu was actually the teacher of Rabbi Akiva. In other words, the Rebbe says Nachamish Gamzu lived closer to the times of the temple. In the times of the temple, the, the, the light of the Shekhinah was burning, and therefore everyone saw what Hashem wanted. So therefore he was able to say with clarity, Gamzu Latoyva. And he didn't experience anything negative. Why? Because he was closer to the temple. What, to the times of the temple. What happened in the next generation? Rabbi Akiva. So he was already a generation away from the great light of the temple. So the Chayshech HaGolos, 
Golas became darker, so he already couldn't say in Lashon HaKodesh with such clarity that Gam Zula Toiva. So therefore, what did he say? He said, okay, you know what? Troubles, challenges. Okay, Kolmad Ovid in Aramaic, he said, whatever Hashem does, it's also for the good. I don't see it. I don't feel it. Okay. So that's, we call Yerida Tadorot. It means close to the temple when the light was shining. Then, wow. He said, he saw it was good. However, later on, they didn't have that clarity. But the Rebbe says, now that we're getting closer to Mashiach coming, and we know when Mashiach comes, you're going to have the tremendous light that's going to be shining where Hashem is going to take the sun out of its shield. You know, the sun today um, if it was, it's protected in a shield because it was so powerful and we would not be able to handle, handle the power of the sun. Hashem is going to take the, the, uh, the, the sun out of its shield. And by the way, we all know that today, a big part of the healing process, if you want to stay protected from the virus, is to stay in the sun a little bit every day because it has the tremendous blessings of Hashem. And it says in the prophet, it says, But Oyavav, those that Hashem love, they're going to appreciate the sun without the shield. So the Rebbe says, now that we're getting closer to Mashiach, so therefore we can go back and be on the same level of the generation of Nachamish Gamzu, which is closer to the temple. We're closer to Mashiach, and if we could, and we should say Gamzu, whatever we're going through, L'toivo, which means like this. So the Rebbe, so the Altar says, when we go back to Tanya, so the Altar says, how can you say Gamzu L'toivo? This is for the good. What do you mean it's for the good? We don't see it. We see people are sick and people aren't doing well and challenges. What does it mean when we say Gamzula Toiva? And here's a very, very powerful insight from the Altar Rebbe. And he says like this, that everything we know comes from Hashem. There's something which is called in the world of Kabbalah, Alma de Skasya, the concealed world. And then there's something which is called Alma de Zgalia, the revealed world. Or to be, get more Kabbalistic on this, we know everything comes from Hashem. Hashem's name is made up of four letters. Yud, the little letter, the He, the Vav, and the He. The Yud and the He, which even though the Yud is smaller, small letter, is referring to the concealed part of Hashem. And the Vav, even though it's a bigger letter, it's the revealed part of Hashem. So any time the Altar says that we experience something enjoyable and we appreciate, oh, we understand what Hashem wants, you know where that's coming from? That's coming from the second half of Hashem's name, that's coming from the Vav Hey. That's coming from the revealed part of God. Anytime we're like, we just don't get it. it. It tastes bitter. It's terrible. Anytime we have that feeling and expression, so the altar says, guess what? That's coming from Yud Kei. That's coming from the concealed part of God. Now, which part of God is greater? The revealed or the concealed? For sure the concealed is greater. Because revealed, we're finite. We can only accept so much. So anytime we experience a physical or material or spiritual or mental enjoyment, and we say, oh, we appreciate it. That's coming from the concealed part of Hashem. The con- revealed part of Hashem, the Vavkei. Anytime we don't understand, we're going through a struggle, that's coming from the concealed part of Hashem. So the Altarist says, because someone's going through a, 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 a difficult time, and as he said before, whether it's with children, or it's health issues, or it's a, a livelihood, guess what? 
you could and you should say because right now when you're going through what you're going through and you're experiencing that hardship it's because right now you're getting gam this zoo it's good but not the revealed could it's actually a greater good but it's very very important to know that this whole idea that we say even for a struggle it only applies during the struggle or after the struggle. But before you go through something, we have an obligation. The Torah wants us to have revealed good. And the Torah wants us to pray for revealed good. And we should only experience revealed good. So it's important not to settle for anything other than revealed good. Because that's what we want and that's what Hashem should give us. We have children. He should give us everything we need in a revealed way. And that's the, that's the goal. We're talking about after or during a person's going through a challenge, you, we, we're, the author says we need to say, just like Nacham Ish Gamzu, Gamzu Latoivo. Why? Because when a person says Gamzu Latoivo and you say it, and you feel it, and you experience it, that really it's coming from Hashem, Hashem really loves us, and He's giving us from the, from the best that Hashem could give us, we will have the strength from that concealed good, from the Yudke, to overcome every challenge that we have. So in other words, when you're going through a challenge, you need greater powers. How are you going to get the greater powers? The greater powers are up to us. When we're able to hold on tight and say, I know it's a challenge, but I, remember, I know one thing. I know Hashem loves me, and Hashem wants to give me a great life, and Hashem will give me a great life, and I know this is coming from a deep place in Hashem. I don't understand it. Because if I do understand it, then it's not from a deep place. I don't understand it, but I do know and believe Gam Zu Anything I'm going through, Hashem is going with me. Hashem is going with us. It's all for the good. And we, as long as we hold on tight, we will emerge from all merit to see and experience that everything that we went through and everything that we're going through is really for the good. Can I explain to you now how it's for the good? No, we're not Hashem. And guess what? If I could explain it to you, wouldn't be the real wouldn't be the real good. Because once you can explain it, then it's a revealed good. When you can't explain it, that's the Gamzul Teva, that's the real good. But again, to remember, we pray, we're praying for real good. Revealed good. That's what we want. That's what we can handle. If Hashem chooses to give us this greater good, okay, we're accepting whatever Hashem has to, has to offer us. So I just want to say this. I know a lot of people have called me and emailed me and texted me and WhatsApp me. It's hard and it's not easy and Chabad, we're not together. It's all true. 100% it's all true and no one's discounting it. But on the other hand, we are mandated from the, from the Rebbe, from the Alter Rebbe, from all the Rebbeim, that when we're going through a tzara, we have to remember that a fortune is the person that when you're going through a tzara, you can say, Ashrei, we're blessed and we're lucky because Hashem is giving us some Yudke. Even though it's hard, but when you realize that everything is coming from Hashem and it's coming from a deeper part of Hashem, it will give you the oomph and it will give you the simcha because simcha is key to overcome any challenge. If God forbid you don't have the simcha, then you're for sure lost, then you're for sure out of the game. So if you want to stay in the game of life, as tough as it is, and as hard as it is, and just thinking, what's going to be Pesach, just I'm going to be sitting myself, with just my family, with the community, with my family, with my friends, but we have to remember one thing and one thing only. If this is what Hashem wants for us, and this is what, it's not we chose it, Hashem chose it. 
if this is what Hashem is choosing for us, we have to accept it with love. And we have to accept it with simcha. And again, is it easy? No. No one is saying it's easy. But we do know that Hashem loves us. And Hashem is giving us an opportunity to have a great life. Which is referring to the first part of Hashem's name. So let's all remember that we can constantly say throughout the day as much as we can. Maybe sometimes it's lip service. But sometimes you'll feel it, sometimes you won't. But as long as we can say, Gam zu letoivo. And as the Rebbe says, we're very, very close to Mashiach coming. So we can see it and feel it and experience it. We will actually have not only Gamzula Toiva from the concealed part of Hashem, but the Chiddush will be that the concealed part, the Gamzula Toiva, which is concealed coming from Yudke Vavke, will be revealed, we'll all get to merit to see the Yudke of Hashem, the concealed part of Hashem, in a real revealed way. So I want to wish each and every one of you that are watching here live, I want to wish each and one of you that are going to watch it, whenever you watch it, watch the video, or those that aren't watching it subconsciously, we should all have a really, really, really happy Pesach, because Pesach is Yontiv, Yontiv, we have to be happy, we should experience real Simcha, Simcha in a revealed way, but if Hashem wants us to have the concealed blessings, whichever way it comes, we will have true Simcha. And we all know it says, and the Rebbe quotes it many, many times, that simcha pirates gather. When a person's happy, you can break any boundary, anything that's in the way. Real happiness. And real happiness, we know, comes from one thing and one thing only. By having a deep, meaningful relationship with Hashem. And as we say every single Saturday night when we finish Shabbat, in the V'yitn Lecha we say, Ki v'simcha tzeitzeyun. That through Simcha, we'll be able to go through all our challenges that we're going through. So Simcha is key. We have to remember irrelevant what we're going through or irrelevant what we hear. We have to make sure, as hard as it is, and again, I said it's not easy. We have to make sure our Simcha stays strong. And as long as our string, Simcha stays strong, stays strong, we have to say, Gam, Zul, Toiva. This is for the good. And Mitcham will all merit to see the revealed good, Betoiv, Hanira, Hanigla. And as again, we all know that what, what a Chsidish brain can do, even Malach Michal can't do. We're sitting here together. I see online all the different people in different houses. I just want to give everyone a bracha. Whoever needs refuas should be healed in a real miraculous way. Whoever needs health issues, financial success, um, the children, whatever you need, we should all be blessed with tremendous blessings. And again, just to reiterate what I said in the beginning, this class today is Refuah Shlema for everyone that needs a Refuah. And I mentioned specifically Chaim, Yosef, Yitzchak, and Simalei Shev Refuah Shlema. And his family should be, re- should be united to him together by the Seder. And they should be able to experience real Simcha by the whole family being together for Pesach. So, anyways, a happy, happy Pesach to everybody. And we should all continue to experience only great and beautiful Simcha with the greatest Simcha with Mashiach being revealed. Amen, right now.